welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, I hope you've had a good weekend and a good week before that. I pray that the week ahead, as we end, you know, as we end the month of August, I just pray that this week ahead will be a wonderful, a glorious one for each and every one of us in Jesus' name. I pray that God's mercy and his goodness will follow us every single day and for every heart and every soul that requires the peace and the comfort of God at this time I ask that that peace and that comfort be made available by his power by his grace and to his glory in the name of Jesus today's episode is called titled power to tread And this is definitely a Back to the Basics series, part of the Back to the Basics series. And this, today's musing, let me ask for, you know, forgiveness up front because it's one of my very pet peeves. And I will try, I will be speaking very passionately uh, because it's something I have very strong feelings about. Even though I'm musing and I'm speaking to myself as well, but... This is something I feel really, 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 really strongly about. So this is, the purpose for today's musing is about spiritual authority, particularly, and when I say spiritual authority, I mean over the powers of darkness and the fact that we as Christians in today's modern world have completely lost the plot on spiritual authority. And when you read what the Bible has to say about spiritual authority in the life of a believer, that anyone who believes in Christ, we are in fact completely off the track, off the mark. And we are not at all doing, I am not at all doing what God or what Jesus expects of me as a New Testament believer. The mandate was very clear. It was not only to a certain set of people, it was to everybody that believes upon his name the template then was you receive Christ, you get saved you receive the ministry of reconciliation in return you receive the power to go forth and teach and you go in that power you heal, you raise the dead, you cast out demons, that is the scriptural mandate, so today we are going to be talking about power to trade to trade and the headline scripture is Luke 10 verse 19 and for this music I'm just really going to pray for the first time I really pray that God really takes control and that his voice you know that I don't go off track and that you know God will let the message come out the way he wants it to be because I think this is so important to everyone including myself I am determined that in this 2020 will mark a turning point for me personally on this issue of spiritual authority because I think the devil is just running riots and, you know, thumbing his nose in our faces. And I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm just totally sick of it. So Luke chapter 10 verse 19 saying, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So there are some very key words here that I think is important to draw attention to. 
And when I was reading this this morning, they were just jumping out at me. So this is Jesus. Behold, I, Jesus, give unto you, Shola, power, power. He has given unto me power. We all know what power is. Power is when you have strength to be able to do something. You have this authority in, in, in that, there's strength in that, there's ability in that. So he has given me the power, he has given me the authority, he has given me the strength, he has given me the ability, the can-do to tread on serpents and scorpions. And in case we are, we are not clear, or I'm not clear on who he's referring to as serpents and scorpions, he's, he now explains that he's talking about over all the power of the enemy. And we all know who the enemy is. The person that is described as deceiver, the person that is described as the person who goes around seeking whom to devour, is the person that is described as the devil. And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. So power to tread is what Jesus gave us. And this he was saying to the disciples even before his death, even before he had, you know, obtained the keys of the kingdom. When he came back, you know, in uh, uh, towards the end, just before he ascended, when he said all power, even before then he had power. Of course he had power over them. And in that Luke 10, I recommend that we read the entire Luke 10. Because what happened at the beginning of, you know, before he even said that all power um, thing was when he had called the seventy. Now, Jesus, I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me just get this out of the way. So Jesus had given power to the 12 disciples to go out and um, preach the gospel. So let's just go there. In Luke chapter 9, verse um, 1, he said, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. In fact, in Matthew 10, it's recorded as saying, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of sickness and every kind of diseases. So he gave them one, power over evil spirits, two, power to heal every sickness and every disease, including cancer. He gave it to them. And the Bible records, in fact, all of the Gospels, there are very few things that you find all the four Gospels reporting equally. This authority, spiritual authority issue, all of them reported it, all. Whether Matthew, whether Mark, whether Luke, and they reported it in the same way. So in Mark, so it was something that was very much a part of Jesus' ministry. It was integral. It was not optional. All the twelve, all the twelve. And after those twelve, when Jesus saw that ah, there's a limit to what twelve people can do, he then called another seventy people, ten times seven. And these people, they turned over the entire, you know, kingdom or area of Israel for that time. So much so that, you know, so many souls. This is even before the death, before the blood of Jesus was spilled on the earth. I mean, when I just think about it, it just baffles me. Like, how how did we get here? How did I get here? How did we get to this place where we, we have so much respect for the kingdom of darkness, where we fear these things so much? Where we believers who are supposed to be the ones healing other people's sick are the ones that are looking for people to heal us. And it's not as if as Christians, definitely we will not be sick. But what I'm saying is, in the early church, it was multitudes, people who were outside of the kingdom, looking for the healing that was in the kingdom. Now it is the other way around. There's something very wrong with this picture. something wrong this picture is just not adding up there's something very 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 wrong and off with this picture 
So in Mark 6.13, we see that after Jesus had given the authority, the, the Bible records that they were casting out many demons, that's the disciples, and they were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. Now, getting back to... Okay, so, and in Mark 18, verse 18 to 20, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Jesus kept teaching them a lot about spiritual authority, and he made it practical, which is another important thing. You know, the Bible says that it is only the doer of the word that is blessed. So Jesus didn't just tell them, All power is given unto you in heaven. He sent them, Go, and go. Wait, it might vary before you do it, before I leave. Thank God that he did that too. So he watched them do it. So Jesus gave them the authority. He watched them do it. And they gave him feedback. So when he um, he then called the 70 um, disciples, the 70 people which, that he then sent, this is um, he he gave them that authority to go out, and they actually returned. So in Luke 10, Luke 10 um, records this, and he says the 70 returned with joy, saying, "Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name." So they they were they were surprised, but you see that that's where faith is because even he gave them that authority, and they went in that faith. They believed him. They just went. And they came back. So they went and they were casting out demons. In the name of Jesus, come out. In the name of Jesus, come out. And he, they came back and they were so happy. And they said, God, wow. Even these demons that we have always been afraid of. You know, when we see them in people, we are afraid of them. That They, they are subjects to us. They are under our feet. They, you know, subject means, you know what subject means? Subject means when somebody is, <laughs> is beneath you. I mean, as in, the person takes commands from you, from me, from you and I, from us. Authority-wise, power-wise, hierarchical-wise. Subject means subject. I mean, you go when I tell you to go. When I tell you stop, you stop. So, and then Jesus said to them, "Ah, I beheld, look, he said, I beheld Satan fall from heaven as lightning. So what what Jesus was saying there is that, you, I mean, you are, look at you are responding. You feel like this, saying this demons being subject. He said, "Look, that's that not a big deal. Though. That even their boss, Satan himself, I beheld him fall from heaven as lightning." And he now said something which I find very, very interesting. He says, "Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you." He said, "But rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven." So as far as God is concerned, that the demons are subject to us. That one is not even something. To be rejoicing about it is a feta complete, it is a fact, it is just a spiritual truth. He said, But rather, the thing that is worthy of joy, this kind of joy that I'm seeing you exhibit, is that your name is written in heaven. So, for as many of us that are believing that our names are written in heaven, God, God actually believes that that is a greater thing than casting out devils. Can we see how messed up our thinking is? Because to you and I, it is a greater thing for my name to be written in heaven than, I mean, it is a greater thing to be able to cast out devils than for the name to be written in heaven. It's easier for us to believe that our names are written in heaven than it is for us to believe that we can cast out devils. And that then makes me, as I'm now musing about it, make me really wonder that then 
if God and Jesus says that it is a greater thing, or this scripture seems to infer that it is a greater thing to actually have my name written in heaven, then maybe we should all begin to even question whether we even believe that our names are written in heaven. Maybe that is the starting point. Maybe that is the starting point. Maybe that is the starting point. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, the Bible says, And this sign shall follow them that believe, in my name shall they cast out devils. We read this a lot yesterday when we mused on the name of Jesus. And I made a statement yesterday which I think is necessary that I clarify as well. I did say there that, um, you know, I was saying that I didn't think I had ever cast out devils myself. But in reflecting on that today, I realized that, well, there are different types of ways in which um, demons or devils or evil spirits manifest on earth. So there is oppression. God, um, the Bible tells us in Acts 10, 38 that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God is with him. So sometimes we see evil spirits oppressing people. It can be mental oppression. It can be physical oppression. It can be environmental oppression. We also see evil spirits you know, exerting influence upon people, either in terms of, you know, torment of some sort, making them do certain things. We also see the presence of evil spirits sometimes, and that's it's sometimes in an environment. It could be in an office, it could be in a family, it could be in a relationship. You can just see behavior that is, wow, I mean, you can, if you are someone who is spiritually discerning, you can really tell that beyond personality traits and all of that, there seems to be, you know, supernatural influence that is highly negative and toxic in that environment so and then there's of course the mother of them or where it is actually physical possession by an evil spirit so the one in all of the other cases this is oppression um, influence um, um, torment and presence particularly in environmental situations yes i have exercised authority over demons and evil presences in such situations in such a way and how you will know ultimately if there was a demonic presence involved is when you bind and you see an instantaneous change in that environment in that person's life in the way things begin to work then you know that what you were dealing with was not necessarily you know difference of opinion or personality clashes or conflict there was actually an evil presence involved so in those cases yes i have a lot of experience over the years the one that i would say i cannot recall and you see once you begin to say you can't remember because even if you cast out a demon out of a person you will remember so that that was definitely demon possession i did not have any experience with that but you find out that in in the act of the apostles that is the one that is recorded that the disciples did even more so Whereas, I think what has happened in modern Christianity is that most of us have focused more on those environmental, whatever, which is good to some extent, even though we've not done it to the extent that we should. Otherwise, many of our cities should have been delivered and taken, and our nations as well. So, that is important to do, definitely. 
um, and we'll talk a little bit about the hierarchy even in those kingdoms and why it's good to deal with environmental spirits as well so first john 4 um, verse 4 this is um john the apostle um speaking and he says ye are of god little children and overcome th- and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world so i think that's the fundamental truth that i think is important for me to muse and honestly i'm just trusting god that this this musing will not be just an ordinary musing for me and that god will use it to unleash me into you know the place where i i need to be because i think when i look back now and i think even as i'm musing now and i remember the way we started as christians you know when i was a teenager almost in my you know yeah close to 20s I, if one had told me that this is where I would have gotten to in terms of, you know, this level, I don't know, we we had such big dreams about what the things we would do for God, you know, then, and how we would, you know, really walk in the power of God and show his glory and, you know, just take kingdoms and nations for God. And, and I'm like, where has all that zeal gone? Where has all that passion for souls gone? God is really concerned only about, you know, about ab- ab- about changing lives and souls, which is why he said, rejoice that your names are written in heaven, you know, because at the end of the day, that's all Jesus came for. He, came, he didn't come for the trees. He didn't come for, you know, he's concerned about nations because of people. He's concerned about kingdoms because of the people. He's concerned about souls, you know. Romans 13 verse 1 says, Let every soul be subject unto the highest, higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. It's important for us to remember that. And I think as Africans, and I'll speak for my home country, Nigeria, I don't know, I don't. I believe it may not be like this in all over the continent, um, but I think in, in my part of the world, you know, culturally we are raised to be very fearful as a whole generally and then also to be fearful of certain things so i think the concept of spiritual authority you know in our culturally spiritual powers are higher than human beings so that is that is a a cultural mindset that i think we all need to address as a christian you know if you're from my part of the world i think it's something that we would need to take more time and effort in the word of God to build our faith in this spiritual authority. That's something that I would have to do, Shola. And, you know, which is why I really, I think many times I do not read all those books that spend so much time telling you this is what this person that says he was in the kingdom of darkness, he came back and he saw Because I don't want to listen to lies. Because anything they told you in that kingdom, sorry, it's not true. So long as it came from the devil. They themselves are under deceit. I mean, well, I digress. But I'm just saying, I would rather read what the word of God has to say about my authority in Christ than spend time listening to somebody telling me what he learned in another place. So, but, anyways. So, Ephesians 6 is where we now talk about, you know, I think this is a very important scripture. I think most of us will be familiar with that scripture. And I'll close with this scripture. And this is where um, Paul was talking to us. I mean, this entire chapter, I would recommend it for continuous reading is i mean it's i've read it several times i still it just i mean it's just a place you just need to spend a lot of time on and you know 
um, yeah but from verse 11 to the end and i'll just read a few verses it says put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wild of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood very true but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and then it then talks about all the armors of god there's the breastplate of righteousness there's the, sh- the shield of faith and the shield of faith he says is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one of the wicked and he says the sword of spirit is the word of god he also talks about how our feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace so it seems to me that there is a power that also comes with people who are actively involved in evangelism because it's like the signs only follow those people that go. So maybe perhaps the reason why we do not experience this power or find ourselves in a situation whereby we are confronted you know, we, with this power is because the power apparently follows the people that go. You know, this sign shall follow them that believe. You know, it's only those that go into the world and teach all nations like Jesus said in Matthew 28 verse 18 and 19 that will probably have the occasion to experience his power because God does not give the power just for, you know, it's not for showmanship, it's not for performance it's for the purpose of saving souls it's for the purpose of attracting people to the kingdom of God <clears throat> yeah so, uh, yeah yeah. So I, 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 so I firmly believe that I even believe that this period part of the reason and I will not say what is 100% in my mind on this, but every time, if I look at the early church, when God, you know, scattered them, when certain things happen, it is because God wants you to expand your territories and do new things. And I think the early church, when the persecution came against them, God, because they had been staying in Jerusalem, they then had to scatter to Samaria. Meanwhile, the mandate is to go to the uttermost part of the earth. It was persecution that got them to eventually fulfill that purpose. So if, you know, the Bible is an indication of what is to come and how things happen spiritually, it is therefore very likely that um, certain things will eventually happen, either over the course of this period or going forward, to force us into doing that which is God's purpose. Because His purpose will be fulfilled for the church. He will not change that purpose. The standard of the early church is the standard. He has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. It is the truth. And the church is the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of Mishola as the son of God. Exactly what the apostles laid a perfectly good example for us. This is what we are supposed to do. Teach all nations, baptizing them. Jesus said unto them, heal the sick everywhere you go. He said, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, freely you have received, freely give. That's Matthew 10 verse 8. That's the mandate. 1 John 5, 4-5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And that is what stands between us and this mandate. It is the faith, it is the courage. May God give us both. For every heart that seeks to walk in this power now at this time and to be obedient unto the mandate of Christ, to be obedient to the ministry of reconciliation that has been committed to us, to be obedient to the 
mandates and the commandments of God to go and teach all nations, to be obedient to, 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 to the mandate of Christ, to walk in the power, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and overall the power of the enemy, to every heart that desires to receive and walk in that power in obedience to God. Not because we, we just like looking for trouble. It's because this is an, a commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ and this is what he wants and desires of his church for every heart that claims and receives that may the Lord give that faith give that courage, give that power, give the zeal and may we also play our own part by meditating in the world and building up our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost even according to what Jude 10 says that we may be able to walk worthy of him unto all pleasing in this area living for God exercising the power to tread souls for him, showing forth his glory and showing that God really rules in the affairs of men and that he gives it to whomsoever he wills. May your name be glorified in our life, in our walk. In Jesus' name.